0: Yeah. Uh, Christina, do you want to start that one off? I guess. I got it. You've got it. Okay. I got
1: it. Okay, okay. okay. So say uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the July 6th, 2022 meeting of the Multimodal Transportation Commission. Uh, I have a few housekeeping items before uh, for the hybrid meeting. Uh, this meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting. When you are participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Now turn the meeting back over to Chairman Kuznet.
0: Thank you, Dustin. All right, so uh, y'all may have noticed that I'm not here in person. Unfortunately, I'm just sick enough to be probably contagious, but not sick enough to not be on the meeting. So thanks to the hybrid format, here I am. Um, I'm going to do my best to try to moderate from afar. It'll be a little tricky because I can see you all on a very tiny screen up in my corner of my computer but i will do my best to try to read body language as i can so um i guess all they ask is for forgiveness if i accidentally missy okay all right with that so our study session was canceled which is why we're here starting at six fifteen instead of 5 and that makes us move on right to approval of minutes from the june meeting so um hopefully everybody's had a chance to read through them and i will invite any questions comments concerns corrections at this time
2: so can we actually do roll call cool first?
0: Yes, we can. Sorry.
2: Damon Valtesca? Here. Laura Benz. Here.
3: Bill Sharp? Here. Aaron Pitten? Pat Colette. Here. Charlie Bryant? Here. Here. Douglas Reddy? Althea Shandy? Here.
0: Okay, it sounds like we're all good. Christina, it sounds like you're uh, really far away from a microphone. I don't know if there's an audio thing we need to work out, but um, it'll probably be fine for the rest of the meeting. Okay, Um, so let's move on to agenda item B, approve the minutes from the June meeting. So basically what I said earlier, does anybody have have any concerns before we put this to a motion for approval?
4: I move to approve the June 6th uh, minutes of MMTC.
5: I second.
0: Okay, we have a motion by Commissioner Collette and a second by, I'm assuming, Commissioner Baltesca.
5: Yeah.
0: I think I heard uh, that right. Nope, nope. that was <laughs> sharp. <very sorry.
5: laughs> Commissioner Sharp, I second. All right,
0: <laughs> sounds good. Thank you all. Um, Christina, will you please call roll for the approval? It's
2: yes. Damon Baltuska. Yes. Laura Bennett? Yes. Will sure Yes. Aaron Payton is absent. Pat Collette? Yes. Charlie Bryan is absent. Nick Kuzmiak? Yes. Douglas Redding is absent. Althea Schnacki? Yes. Motion carries six to zero.
3: Okay.
0: Thank you. With that, we'll move on to agenda item C public comment. So, just for the benefit of anybody who may not have access to the agenda i'll do the preamble the public is allowed to speak to any items or issues that are not scheduled on the regular agenda public comment will not be received for staff items commission items or calendar each person or organization will be limited to three minutes as a general practice the commission will not discuss nor debate these items nor will the commission make decisions on items presented at this time individuals are asked to come to the microphone or virtual microphone state their name sign in and speakers should address all comments to the commission. Do we have anybody in the live audience for public comment? It, yes, we have a, f- a few
1: members live. Okay.
2: Members of the commission, my name is Terry Wilkie, Teresa Wilkie. I'm a taxpaying resident of Lawrence, Kansas. I've lived here since 1982 and the South Lawrence traffic has been a debacle. <laughs> Since the 80s, probably before 82, but that's when I moved here. And I'm sorry to see that when it was ultimately put in place, it bottlenecks at just west of 59th Street. And so I understand the state is now going to provide money to make that four lanes because traffic comes in to. Iowa Street, 59 Highway, then it goes down to two lanes, and then it gets big again, At not until the turnpike. So the state has a plan to make this bigger, and the county city has announced a plan to extend Wakarusa Road, and I'm opposed to that. And I want the members of the Multimodal Commission to be aware that there is a plan afoot, and it's been voted on by the City Commission. And I think I would like to see other options than to create a traffic hazard where it will hit 1200 Road. And um,
3: thank you very much. Thank you.
0: all right um sorry I, th- I think we're going to be going with other commenters in the room first miss, miss uh Van Aken. Um, but we'll get to the phone after the in-person folks have gone so is there anybody else in the room
1: yes there are two more i'm not sure if they want to speak on this during the general public comment got but- Uh, Michael's coming up.
6: Hi, good evening. My name is Michael Allman. Uh, I also am a member of Sustainability Action Network. Uh, And unfortunately, I don't think there's any way to display images like there used to be. used to have Elmo, but um, I want to talk about the South Lawrence traffic way as well. the KDOT project to, has basically two goals, one to widen it from two lanes to four lanes, this is the west leg, and the other goal to increase the safety at the interchanges, particularly 27th and Wakarusa interchange. Um, this was brought to you on October 4th, last year. Um, went through all the descriptions of that, what I just talked about and The Commission raised several concerns about some of the interchanges, particularly the the, uh, Clinton Parkway interchange, where the Lawrence Loop will have an at grade crossing of six highway lanes. And then also you discussed problems at the Iowa Street Highway 59 and K-10 interchange, where KDOT is spending some $2 million, whatever, for a folded diamond interchange that will serve no purpose for safety or congestion, not help pedestrians and bicycles. And Commissioner Beltuska brought this up at the time. Um, but then there was another interchange. Um, well, the, the 27th of Wakarus interchange that they talked about the overpass. But they excluded from their presentation and didn't tell you anything about it at that time. It wasn't on any map that they want to extend Wakarusa South all the way to 1250 Road, as the previous speaker talked about. This is a $14 million project that I'm opposed to uh, for various reasons that it seems like a multimodal transportation commission should be in the loop. It should be a hearing at the Multiple Transportation Commission of all places. It also hasn't had a hearing at the Planning Commission. And one of the main problems there, and I could show you on the map, is that the farmland and the riparian corridor there that it would go through, that farmland is not in the floodplain. The riparian corridor along the river, Wakarusa River, of course, is. That floodplain can be built on. You don't need to get a fill permit. It's not in the floodplain. The only thing keeping it from being built on right now is that there's no road access. You can't get to it unless you're on a farm tractor. <laughs> um, so, duh, put a road in there. What is the implication? Sprawl. It's an area of Douglas County outside of Lawrence. It's not in the city limits. It's in the tier three growth area. I we're in three you- minutes, sorry. Pardon?
0: We're at three minutes.
6: Oh, okay. Well, that's an area that's not to be grown into. Um, And yet engineers, KDOT engineers and the city and the county engineers are basically putting a road in that has major land use implications as well as environmental implications and things. We need some public hearings. This has not had been vetted in the public at all. So I would suggest you request that to have the hearing. Thank you,
7: Michael.
0: It looks like we have one more public commenter in the room.
7: Hi, good evening, members of the commission. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Said Jamal. I moved this area fall 87, and then Lawrence, then moved to Kansas City, came back here in 2007. So I've been in this area for a long time. And one of the reasons many people like Lawrence in Douglas County is because development has been even-handed. And not crazy, when I first came... I went to the East Coast. My brothers were going to school there. And I saw the pollution, the congestion, the health hazards there. I came back and people asked me, why are you here? Why don't you go back to the East Coast or later West Coast, where my brothers have done really well? So I said, well, you know, because I like it here because it's less congested, some sort of a rural setting. So I have come up with this word like de-developed. So in, you know, in the face of a looming catastrophe that we are looking at, the temperature's going up. And right now, I really, many people, including myself, don't see the need to extend Wakarusa. And I believe that there should be a hearing. So the Transportation Commission should ask for a debate and a cost-benefit analysis and the dangers to the environment, to the fauna, flora and the pollution that will result from this big extension, which is totally unwarranted. So I urge you to kindly have a hearing and listen to the inputs of various citizens and then a decision can be made. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Okay, I believe that's everybody in the room. Um, so if that's the case, then let's move to online commenters. So Ms. Fanaka, I know you had your hand raised earlier. So if you're, you're ready, we're ready.
2: Yes, I am. Thank you. I'm Akin, and I don't have a statement. I do have a couple of questions. I'm not sure if um, you can answer them at this time or not. But my questions relate to the former um, comments that have been made. One is: Is there going to be a public hearing on the Walkeruza extension to um, to um, 458 Road? And because I don't believe there has been a public hearing up to now, as far as I know. And the second thing is, is there going to be an environmental impact statement on that extension road? And those those are my two questions. And if you can answer them now, that would be great. If if not, I'll be patient.
0: Thank you for your comment. And I would remind the public that, unfortunately, we will not be generally addressing Direct comments from the public. However, um, that's not to say that items won't be taken up for discussion either later in this meeting or at a later date. So we're definitely hearing them and taking notes, that's for sure. Um, Nancy Muma is up next.
8: Hi, I'm Nancy Muma. I'm a um, person that lives here in Lawrence for the last dozen years, and I'm here to also oppose the extension of Wakarusa South of the South Lawrence Trafficway. And really three reasons. First of all, it's a really important area for wildlife. Um, it's a corridor between um, Clinton Lake wildlife areas and the Baker wetlands. And so to develop this, I think is going to be really impactful um, to the habitat in these areas. Um, second of all, the as some other folks have said, um, if you extend this area, you're just going to cause urban sprawl. And the city has um, talked about going to infill rather than extension um, outside of, of Lawrence, and certainly not south of Lawrence. Um, the idea was to go in other directions and do infill. And then lastly, this um, project to extend beyond or south of um, the South Lawrence traffic way doesn't really address the problem of the traffic um, in I-70 in any way. So I think it's great that we improve the um, access between Wakarusa Drive and the South Lawrence Trafficway. That's a really terrible um, um, way to get on. It's a really dangerous intersection. So I think it's important to improve that area, but to extend with the Wakarusa Drive, I think is a real big problem. And I'd like to encourage you guys to consider not doing it or to, to um, at, at least study this further before it happens. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Are there any other people who uh, online or on the phone who would wish to comment as well? Mr. Mr. Douglas?
9: Yeah, I'm, I'm Joe Douglas. Um, I've lived in Lawrence <coughs> as the others have for, for a long time, for over 40 years. Um, I frequently ride my bicycle in the general area of the proposed extension of, of Wakarusa. And in the area below the dam, I've walked various dogs, I've hiked, I've canoed, looked at stars, looked at birds, uh, and just generally been with, with nature. That's a beautiful area along the Wakarusa River. I see no need for another road crossing the Wakarusa in that area. And I strongly oppose the inevitable environmental damage that, that would be associated with it. Uh, fixing the intersection uh, where basically 27th and Wakarusa meet the um, South Lawrence trafficway certainly would be benef- beneficial, and I hope that is done. I-, I also hate to see farmland south of Lawrence converted to rural estates with acres and acres of chemically sanitized lawns, and I certainly do not want to do anything, in- including spending my tax money uh, that would encourage more of that development. So basically I, I would urge you to oppose this unfortunate plan for building an unnecessary road in an ecologically valuable area. Thank you for considering this.
0: Thanks for your comment. Okay, is there anybody else on the phone or online who wishes to make a comment? Going once. Okay. Sounds like it's it. Thank you, everybody, for uh, uh, showing up to comment for us. We're going to move now on to uh, part D agenda items. So, this is really our only, I guess, official agenda item. Might be a quick meeting. Who knows? So, looks like it's going to be a Jake item. So, we're going to be receiving the Lawrence Loop, Michigan Street to Sandra Shaw Park field check plans and provide feedback. So, there's not really an action. We're just going to Tell you what we think I guess.
10: Sure. Uh, okay. Good evening, uh, Commissioners. Jake Baldwin, Engineering Program Manager with MSO. And uh, as Chair act just mentioned, uh, I'm kind of going to walk you through the field check plans for our Lawrence Loop project from Michigan Street to Sandra Shaw Park. And um, I'll begin by sharing some screens to provide an overview. <clears throat> All right, there we Seeing my screen now, Chair? Great, thank you. So um, as an overview, we're just looking at a general map of Lawrence here. And what I've done is I've kind of sketched in this green line here, which is the Lawrence Loop project from Michigan, pardon me, from Iowa to Michigan, which is currently under construction. So we're putting our tunnels underneath the turnpike um, adjacent to the toll booth. This red line is just a quick sketch I threw on the map um, to represent the project we've got plans for at Field Check Stage, and we're gonna take a look at tonight with that here is that kind of that same sketch in red that i was showing you here uh, pointing out that our north kind of um, at an angle here so um, this road you're looking at here is north michigan street this is sandra shaw lake right here third street the hospital's going to be here to the south um, and, and generally speaking this is going to be the the tie-in right here to our previously project that's currently under construction We take off south, then we take off back east through private property. Um, We've got some um, vertical lines in the path before we get to to city property, and then eventually connection to the shared use path at Sanders Shaw Park. Um, If I were to go back to the other map, this is the the path that is gonna go to Bircham Park and connect to that um, trail that heads towards downtown. So now I'm just going to step through the plan sheets and uh, mention just a few highlights as we go through here. Then I'll be happy to entertain any questions or, or um, offer comment on any anything you've got at that point. So again, North Arrow here is is pointing to the left. So this is is going to be Michigan Street here north to the left. So here's our trail project that is been built. The project's not complete yet, but this piece is. We've got a controlled crossing of Michigan Street here. So this is the beginning of our new loop project that heads Sander Shaw. Uh, we, we go along the roadway, essentially replacing the existing sidewalk with a new shared use path in front of Veritas Christian School. And then just prior to the drainage here that runs back to the east, the trail will also turn east. This is where it uh, begins on private property uh, onto the Grinstead's property here. So now our north arrow is, is pointing up. So we're, we're kind of looking north here at the top of your page. Uh, Michigan Street would be running up and down, kind of like where my cursor is. So we're heading off um, to the east on private property. Uh, we, we do touch uh, Mrs. Nelson's property here. We've spoken with these property owners. A small crossing there, and um, again, my north arrow is going to shift pretty much with every sheet I go through. So, um, if you have trouble orienting yourself, that's completely understandable. Um, so, again, north is up here, and we're going to be heading to the south and then back to the east here. Moving on to the next sheet, Um, this is where we're going to get to the the city of Lawrence property here Um, and the the property line goes right across the the drainage here, which we're showing is a triple cell RCB um, that's going to be underwater quite a bit. It's in the backwater of the Kansas River. So that's one of the considerations we have to have is what works with that condition. Uh, But then we're going to meander around and continue heading south. Um, This is where we're getting kind of into some open pasture. You can kind of see the tree line here. So the trail is going to kind of hug the tree line. Again, not a lot to see on this page. We're on city property, the tree lines over here. Um, the, these contours you're starting to see um, grouped together here are going to be the dam for Shaw Lake. Uh, we've also got some these dark bold lines or some exposed sanitary sewer that we're, we need to avoid. That's where you're going to see us uh, keeping our distance and providing the, the connection here to the existing trail kind of once we get away and the, these guys go back underground so we're able to to stick on city property tie back into the existing trail and avoid an expensive um, conflict right here and that takes me through all the plan sheets i wanted to go back to this sheet again here too so i can point out this is the the, the box and the extreme crossing that i alluded to um, this is the kind of the open field of the city property where we're gonna hug the tree line through this area, tied into Sanders Shaw Park here. And uh, with that, I believe that's kind of a good summary of the highlights, uh, closes another segment in the loop and makes us get a little more progress toward downtown. So with that, I'll be happy to uh, entertain any questions now.
0: Thanks a lot, Jake. Yeah, I'm also definitely excited about this particular segment as somebody who used to live in the neighborhood. It's kind of of confusing to get from downtown to the next segment unless you really know the neighborhood. So um, it's looking pretty good. I think the one question I had after seeing how, uh, what's the word, tortuous it is, is what is the design speed of bicycles? And if you don't have that offhand, that's okay. I'm just curious if no, you're thinking it, this is going to be a high-speed path or not.
10: I, I had it, but it's, it's typically thrown on the title sheet, so it's very fine. It's 18 miles an hour. Okay. And then the, the max grade you'll see on it is going to be – it's got to be less than 5%. So we typically design to like 4.5. That way we've got some wiggle room and some constructability room once we get into the project.
0: Okay. Is that maximum grade an ADA requirement or something else?
10: Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay. Good to know. Thank you. The any other commissioners have any questions you can probably just start talking because I won't be able to see you
5: Um sorry go ahead go ahead How many feet or miles is this adding to the loop
10: Uh, I'm just Jake Baldwin, Engineering Program Manager. Um, I believe it's around three quarters of a mile. I'd have to go back and do a quick calculation.
4: This is Commissioner Clint. How does the the map that's on the first page of the of the uh, detailing the project? What are we seeing there, and how does that compare to the field check pages following that? The color the color map. I, I'm looking at the blue lines and then the black line. And I'm trying to figure out how that how that matches up, you know, just spatially.
10: Sure. Jake Bolden, engineering program manager. Uh, that map on the title sheet really is just to get you in the right part of the world to find where the project's at. So those all those blue lines are going to be tributaries and stream courses.
3: Oh, okay. So is the black line that's on there, is that, what is that?
10: The Jake Baldwin, engineering program manager. Yeah, that black line, and it starts kind of below the the red schoolhouse symbol is is the trail alignment.
4: Okay. So there won't be any intersection crossings on this segment, is that correct?
10: That is correct.
0: And just to follow up on, um, I guess, potential conflicts with vehicles, which it sounds like they're probably not any. Um, on the street side path at the very northwest end of the trail, um, I can't quite tell how close it's going to be t- to the street, but is this going to be one of those cases where we have um, uh, railings or no?
10: Jake Baldwin, engineering program manager, no, we've got uh, two, two feet of exposed aggregate concrete from the back of curb to the path. That, that's what allows us not to have that railing.
0: Okay. That's what I figured. Sounds good. Anybody else?
5: Yeah. Commissioner Damon Baltuska, Jake, are those uh, driveway cuts kind of sh- shown on page 14? Are those basically just newly constructed along with the path work? Or do yeah. the driveways
10: exist there now? This is Jake Baldwin, engineering program manager. Yeah, there's three existing entrances to the Veritas um, Christian Academy School there, and those will all be reconstructed so that we can carry an ADA um, 10-foot wide path through their entrances. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you.
0: Okay. Um, I think uh, I'm sensing a lull here, so I'd like to open this for public comment in case there's anybody who wanted to to comment on this item is there anybody in the room first no okay is there anybody online or on the phone who would like to comment on this agenda item doesn't sound like it okay sounds good let's bring it back up to the commission um i'm not sensing any any particular concern or controversy here it all looks pretty good to me and um I, I, I'm getting that sense from everybody else by kind of the lack of questions and just very minor clarification issues. So, um, does anybody think differently? Am I getting the read wrong here?
4: I just have a question about the funding. Is it uh, Jake? Is is this without going back to look at the CIP? Is this funding already secured for this segment? I'm not remembering how that.
10: Yes, this is Jake Baldwin, engineering program manager. Yeah, 80% of construction is paid for by a um, state transportation alternatives grant.
4: Okay, and we have that now.
10: Yes, and the remainder is is funded in the the CIP. Okay.
3: Thank you.
0: Okay, well, if there aren't any additional comments, then I guess we can close this discussion. And our feedback is that. It looks good, Um, no concerns. Glad to see it going forward. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Jake. All right, we are moving on to staff items now. So there was an item about the safe streets and roads for all grant, which is a pretty compelling program from the US Department of Transportation, I think is who's running it. So um, which staff member is going to be discussing this one? Or is that going to be Dave and we'll have to wait till next time?
1: Um, uh, I'm not sure about that. I, I thought maybe Jessica would be here for this one, but I could be wrong on that. That's
0: okay. I think this was the one. So I briefly talked to Dave earlier today and he said that, um, I can kind of paraphrase what's going on for this one if you want. So, um, Generally, what's going on uh, for all of you who haven't heard yet? So, the state the Safe Streets and Roads for All Grant Program is um, it's it, it's basically a, a nationwide potential source of funding for safe streets projects, which is something that definitely falls under our jurisdiction as MMTC. So, it appears that there are kind of two parts to the program. You. You first have to have basically an action plan, which is something like a comprehensive plan, but for just for safe streets and transportation. And there are grants available to develop that. Then once you have the action plan, you can then apply for other grants, for projects that follow said action plan. So it's kind of a sequential thing here. So I believe that um, that, that MSO staff is definitely planning to, um, to apply for funding for at least the action plan fairly soon, in the next two months or so. There's also talk at this point of trying to loop in other other agencies to kind of strengthen the grant application, as well as just um, I guess also extend the benefits of Safe Streets to other folks in Douglas County. So at this point, it's looking like it'll be a a, a collaboration between MSO and PO, the Metropolitan Planning Organization. For those who are are new, um, so that represents Douglas County, and then also KDOT is likely to get involved as well because this does match with their sort of grand plan. And uh, finally, it's likely that a couple of the smaller towns that have their own uh, city streets departments could be in this as well. So personally, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be interesting to see what um, staff across various entities are able to come up with and applaud them for going forward on this. Any questions or comments? That turned into kind of a commission item, but I think it's that's about what Dave was going to say, if I'm correct. I
4: have a couple of comments on it. The deadline for the application is in September and you know I think it would be really uh, important for MMTC to know what you know what's going in there and how that relates to the priorities and um, you know in in the city and and on you know within uh, multimodal transportation so I, I'm hoping that you know before the application is completed that we'll have, more information and be able to, you know, provide some input into, um, you know, what is selected because there's a wide range of things that are possibility all the way, you know, from streets themselves to like ped facilities and and some of those kinds of things. So just in terms of where those priorities get put for this application, I'd I'd be really interested to know what that is.
0: That is a good point. So I'll be sure to uh, send that on to Dave and uh, see what he thinks about that. Probably Dave and Jessica. I assume they're probably going to be pilot and co-pilot on this thing.
4: Yeah, because the MPO is is one of the is one of the eligible applicants. So I don't know whether that'll be umbrellaed under uh, MPO. So it's including other, you know, other entities in in addition to the city of Lawrence or or how that's going. But there is you know action plan grants, and then there are implementation grants. So there's also that second stage is you know potential funding for. You know important projects, and and you know just looking at what those priorities are. I'd be um, really anxious to know what how how that shakes out in the in the application.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the way I see this going is that it's going to kind of be its own, almost its own CIP in terms of projects that could directly apply to this source of grant funding, kind of like um, the transportation alternatives grant that. KDOT gives out everywhere and that um, and that Lawrence MSO has been pretty successful in obtaining grant funding for. So I have a feeling that the having an action plan will be great to sort of inform the CIP of the overall city and probably the non-motorized um, prioritization plan as well. And then from there, it'll be great to have grant funding to offset the capital cost of some of these some of these projects. Any other comments, questions? Okay. Sounds like we're good there. So um, I'm going to move on to commission items then. So I'll start with everybody else. Do any commissioners have any items they would like to bring up kind of general discussion?
4: I have a couple. One is the um, transportation 2050 um, and plan. And and, uh, the survey for that for input uh, closed on June 20th. I looked at that today, and it looked like they got um, 728 responses uh, from that. I read through some of the comments. Just it's just the registered uh, respondents that you get. You're able to see the see the comments, but a big emphasis on safety, you know. And that was, you know, through and through (laughs) with comments. That that was, you know, probably the most important. the uh, They're also right now stakeholder interviews are ongoing and Damon and I are um, on on tap to uh, to uh, to be interviewed tomorrow, um, tomorrow afternoon. So um, if there's any anything that people would like us to particularly emphasize, um, you know, please, you know, drop us a note about that. Um, the second thing is that uh, just bringing you probably saw this, but the city of Lawrence was recognized again as a silver um, level walk friendly community. And I read through uh, the the things that particularly stood out in terms of giving us that designation. And I thought, um, you know, these are all things that we have our have our fingers in. So I, uh, based on the new ped plan, uh, based on. The MMTC being um, being an entity in in Lawrence, safe routes to school, sidewalk improvement program, complete streets policy, um, connectivity ordinance. Which I didn't really know what I hadn't heard of that, so I looked it up, and it has to do with um, with uh, subdivision codes and that kind of thing, and, and talking about. You know, making sure that there are linkages between between developments, um, neighborhood traffic traffic management programs, safe winter walkways, and school area traffic control policy. So um, I thought that was good. That's the silver designation is what we had the last time, which was twenty seventeen. Uh, so I guess they do that every we designate every five years. So I'm bring that cool.
0: up. Thank you, Pat. I had, a, I guess, a couple of responses there. So as for T-2050 and stakeholder interviews, two questions. The first one is, who, who are the st- stakeholders? Is it basically just each member of the steering committee? And also, what were you planning on bringing up at this rate? Just so we can kind of get an idea.
4: Well, I've been reading through 2040 in the last couple of days, again, to get, get you know, kind of, you know, look at things that are in there and things that are that are important to me, I guess. And that was, you know, the emphasis on safety and the emphasis on equity. And those were in the last plan. And so just, you know, looking at at more detail about that. And uh, uh, and I don't know In an answer to the stakeholder interviews. I I assume it's all the people on the steering committee, which is pretty large but i don't i can't really answer whether there are additional people other than the the steering committee so i don't damon do you know you heard
5: anything else about yeah no all paul Paul mentioned was that he's interviewing yeah each member of steering committee and Uh i guess i'm just an alternate so he's just including me on yours and Mm -hmm. we'll both speak to him together so yeah right yeah I hadn't started doing homework for that yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably not going to get through the whole talk
4: 20- Right. Well, that, yeah,
5: I'll definitely flip through it. Yeah. Uh,
4: There's some key sections, I think, that you know, rather than reading the whole, whatever, 300 right. page <laughs> uh, yep. document, but yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I guess really the only suggestion I would have for things to bring up would be the pedestrian. Um Plan that very recently got um, approved by city commission. Um, mm-hmm. it, it says a lot of things that I, I think have never actually been written down in city policy before, um, which makes it kind of compelling. So, mean, um, I know you're definitely familiar with it, and Pat, I'm assuming that you've read over it as well. So, I think right. it would be it'd be interesting to bring up some of the more I don't know, kind of n- newer recommendations.
4: Yeah, the specific in Yeah, great. I'll review those again.
0: Anybody else have any suggestions that they'd like to hear our representatives bring to the stakeholder interviews? And you can feel free to just email them after this as well. <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask was for the um, silver status for walk-friendly community. I also saw that um, that uh, Charlie forwarded that to me and I mentioned, you know, this could be actually a good opportunity for a study session, kind of like we did with the, um, like for people award. I, th- I think there were two different destinations that Lawrence uh, receives. And I kind of forgot about the walk friendly uh, community one, probably because I didn't live here when we got the last one. So that's probably part of it. So I think it would be interesting at least to maybe try to set that as a study session in the next few months to kind of dissect how we got what we did and what would be required to get to gold assuming that's the next level up.
4: Yeah. Especially since we stayed at the sober level and I am assuming that there's some feedback in there in terms of improvements and it'd be interesting to compare 2017 to, you know, to 2022 and see what what suggestions are in there as far as being able to move up a level.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that, it's odd that we're still at the same level, given how much improvement has been made over the past five years in terms of, you know, ADA ramps, safe routes to school. I mean, all those things you listed—that is a lot of, of uh, policies and a lot of implementation that goes along with it. So I almost wonder if the silver range is actually quite wide. <laughs> Maybe we're at the, at the bottom of silver and now. We're at the top of silver. You know, like a like a B minus to a B plus or something. Um, but we'd we'll definitely be curious, what would push us over that threshold to finally get the gold? And if there's a platinum, can we get that, too? There,
4: there, there is, yeah. There there's is. Gold and platinum.
0: <laughs> there's always platinum. Okay. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, if you're okay with that, I will um, probably put that forward to Dave and see if we can get that scheduled in soon. Right. Okay. Does anybody else have any other commission items? Well, if not, um, I'm going to bring up, I guess, two. The first one is on this Walker Reefs extension. So obviously, we've been receiving a lot of public comment. Um, some of you may have seen the story in the newspapers that we now have two of now. Um, and it's 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 kind of been an item of discussion all of a sudden, even though it's been on the, the I think, county's capital improvement plan for 20 years, like a long time. So um, I guess I'm wondering... Is there actually an opportunity to get a hearing on this? I don't know enough about the legal ins and outs of how MMTC works to know if we can just call for a hearing. I have a feeling that's something that the city commission would probably have to do. So um, I guess if anybody on staff has ideas at this time, it, it might be interesting to hear what your thoughts are. And if if not, then I can always um, catch up with you guys later offline.
4: guess i'm just kind of comparing this one to what happened with the the um dog park project you know when they were planning to extend that and that and i think it was the city commission that called those hearings so i'm not sure how that's done but i i think it you know it's really important for that you know given all this feedback is really important to to get that input from you know from the public and also you know the fact that it hasn't come before the planning commission too i think that's that's concerning so you know looking at what that what that process might be and you know how we can you know encourage it you know ask for it or encourage it um to happen so uh it might be something that mmtc you know could ask the city commission for you know as a um a request to the city commission that you know that we've heard uh public comment and and uh um you know that we would like to request that so that would be one option it seems like
0: that's a good idea um yeah i think so i guess the first thought i'm having here is that i uh, we also thought that, that it was odd that the planning commission didn't necessarily. Det- Discuss that given that the walker extension is sort of in opposition to plan 2040 but as it turns out it's been on a cip that has come before them and i think the assumption is that planning commission members are supposed to at least get somewhat familiar with items in the cip i think it's i don't know it's it's a little hard to say whether they would have any reason to given that that would probably be under the transportation section that's not really their thing um it probably should have been us who caught it honestly but here we are so I think that um, I I don't really know how one would actually kind of um, sort of target an individual project or a line item in the CIP and actually do something about it or raise a concern. But it does seem that by and large, feedback I've heard on various avenues has been not super positive. I don't think I really heard any positive feedback so far, which is kind of interesting because usually there's at least some on both sides. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that that it's not the case, then maybe the majority is just apathetic, which in a way is sort of positive. So It'd be good to kind of dive deeper, I think, especially because it's an expensive project and it has a lot of implications for multiple strategic plans that the city has signed off on. So Anyway, I'll be looking into that and just seeing kind of what options the city has kind of as a whole. Um, That actually brings the other item I wanted to discuss, CIP. So um, I did send you all of an email, and um, uh, for anybody who is in the staff or or watching, just FYI, I made clear that nobody should be replying all to emails because that would be a violation of the Kansas Open Meetings Act, so this was a single one-way communication. Um, Basically, what I said is, since there wasn't availability to have a discussion on CIP items that relate to transportation on this particular meeting, given the timeliness of the matter and that it's budget season, I think it would be pretty important for if possible, every member of MMTC to actually kind of dig through the capital improvement plan and just see what projects kind of stick out to you. Stuff that's big that you've never heard of, stuff that's small that's kind of like, hey, cool, it's included. Um, Because those are the general conclusions I've had as I've gone through it. And there's also a ton of transportation stuff on there. So I don't think it's appropriate to discuss all of them right now. Therefore, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea if... This is kind of a silly suggestion, but perhaps form some kind of ad hoc committee to have people who are particularly interested in budgets, projects, lists, prioritization, to kind of drill a little bit deeper, get some answers on projects that are maybe unclear as to, you know, motive or cost or location or anything. And then, you know, send those to staff to have kind of a deeper detailed discussion on that. So I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on that idea.
3: I mean i'm open
5: to it um could you just describe like like uh, some examples like order of or order of operations for like where where to start with what you're proposing i guess
0: yeah so i would think maybe three people um could meet twice maybe for like an hour or two max each time most of the work would probably be offline before that as homework to basically go through the um go through the CIP list that was presented to City Commission, which is, I believe, still being decided on as to what exactly is being funded. But um, as I sent you in that link, you basically have the green highlighted stuff, which is for sure going to be funded, the gray, which is for sure not going to be funded, and then the yellow and orange, which kind of goes 50-50 depending on which sort of budgeting paradigm the city decides to go with. And I regret to say that I I didn't watch that, 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 that meeting, so I forget exactly what they decided on. But The yellow and orange are kind of the maybe section. Um, Then at the first meeting, it would be good for everybody to kind of just go over the list one by one. And if you had questions for that particular line item, as we go through, just stay where the questions are. If there's any concerns, if there's any support for it, whatever, maybe just thoughts. And then we can kind of collect our responses and send those to MSO staff. And probably that will be sent onward because a lot of things that have to do with transportation are actually parks and rec. or There's a couple of other ones that are not, you know, they're not usually done by the staff that we talk to. Mm -hmm. So there will probably need to be some distribution of our questions. And then once we receive technical clarifications and all that kind of stuff, we can come back as a group for a second session and decide kind of what our actions should be. The reason I'm proposing this is because I think, I don't know, I don't speak for everybody on the commission, but personally, if I had known about the Walker Roost extension a year or two, ago, I definitely would have looked, looked into it in greater detail because I do believe that it it goes against the spirit of plan 2040. So I, I just didn't because at that time I wasn't going through CIP, CIP line items in detail. So it's kind of spurred me to realize we should probably pay attention to what's coming on in the future. And I might just give you an example. So do you remember when Michael Allman's Sustainability Action Network had come to us probably a couple of times with a whole lot of project proposals that were supposed to go under the non motorized project prioritization plan. Things like um, bicycle wayfinding signages, dash center lines, and shared use paths, a couple of kind of further out shared use paths, and also an electric street sweeper. So, funny enough, the electric street sweeper is actually funded for 2024. So, it went through, which is cool um, because that wasn't my impression during those discussions was that it, it. was maybe dead in the water. So there's some kind of uh, pleasant surprises in there. And then sort of on the other hand, there's some things that we probably should have known about a while ago because they seem big, like they would have some planning behind them. So sixth street from Iowa to Massachusetts is planned to be designed in 2023. Um, That's a pretty major link. And as a, as a not great place to bike and walk, I think it should be a little bit on our jurisdiction to see if we can improve that mess at least a little bit. So, um, Anyway, it's just stuff like that. And since I'm just reading it based on what's on the City Commission's agenda, I may have misinterpreted some stuff. And this is why I think it would be important to kind of collect our thoughts, get back with staff, see if we can clear up some misunderstandings, if there are any, and then have a coherent uh, response. So hopefully that kind of made sense for everybody. It's It's a lot of explanation here.
3: Yeah, I'm
4: like, I'm like you, Nick, I went through the through the, you know, the color coded CIP, you know, which was helpful to see, you know, under both scenarios, it's green, it'll be, it will be that it will be funded. And that or at least, that's the proposal at this point. And then one, you know, the orange and the yellow had to do with whether it was, you know, a focus on expanding the system, you know, expanding infrastructure, or the other one is on a, more of an emphasis on maintenance, um, you know. But still, that introduced some some questions in there. You know, like I saw the, you know, sections of the Lawrence Loop, one one in A and one in B, and I wasn't quite sure how how that you know how that. Played out so I think you know digging into some of that and um, you know understanding a little bit more in detail rather than just looking at this big list and sometimes it's just it's difficult to you know to kind of get get a handle on it
0: yeah i agree it's 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 a very kind of you know boring list to look at if you're if you're not into this stuff it's a little wonky um, but I feel like there's a lot of stories and a lot of very interesting concepts that are kind of hidden among all the numbers and you know designation codes and yeah i think we would be kind of kind of fulfilling some of our mission statement for trying to get a better handle on all the various modes of transportation in lawrence by digging into this plan a little bit deeper because i don't think that's the city staff really has the bandwidth to be able to present every single project years in advance of when it comes around i think that should probably be our responsibility at least to a certain extent So I guess the question is, do I have any volunteers who want to join me on this really fun adventure to go through a budget list <laughs> and look at potential projects?
4: I'd be interested. This is out the ending.
0: Yep. Okay. Anybody else? I think three is probably good.
5: Yeah, I'd be willing to yeah, sort through some of those projects. Yep.
0: Okay. Um, Just to make sure before I cut this off, is there anybody who really wanted to join but just didn't speak fast enough and we can kind of uh, rejigger this if need be? Cool. (laughs) It's usually not the case, but I figured just in case. All right. Well, in that case, um, it's not really a motion, but I think, well, I guess, is there anybody in the room who can kind of say if we need to make a motion to create an ad hoc committee?
4: It seems like we usually have, but um, I don't I figured. know if it's required or not.
0: It's usually for an agenda item, though, right? I mean, if we um, want to, right. yeah. Or like even during a retreat, we kind of, you know, start the inception of that idea and then we actually act on it as yeah. an agenda item. So this is kind of weird, but I do well, feel like based on the timeliness of this. So I'm going to say we should probably make a motion and approve it if we're into it. And if that turns out to be not acceptable later, then we'll just figure it out. So. Yeah.
4: Since it's only three, we don't have a problem with, you know, with coma and that kind of thing.
0: So, exactly. And I still think it would probably behoove us to share the findings of this. I know in the past there's been concern over the perceived or actual secretive nature of some of these smaller committees. And I think since all these projects affect everybody, it would probably be good to somehow still uh, share the results or at least our notes from our meetings. So, that's my plan. So, in that case, I'll make a motion. Make a motion that the MMTC form an ad hoc committee on the twenty twenty two to twenty twenty seven. Wait, sorry, is it on the twenty twenty three to twenty twenty seven Lawrence CIP plan um, composed of of commissioners Kuzmiak, Schnacke, and Baltuska.
4: I second it. Okay, Commissioner Colette,
0: Christina, would you call roll for that? Please, when you're ready.
2: Yes. Baiman Baltesca. Yes. Laura Bennett. Yes. Will Sharp. Yes. Aaron Payton. Yes. Pat Collette. Yes. Charlie Bryan is absent. Nick Kuzmiak. Yes. Douglas Redding is absent. Althea Schnacki. Yes. Motion carries seven to zero.
0: Cool. Thank you very much, everybody. Okay, well, that was a much longer commission item than we'd probably planned on, but it was probably supposed to be a part of our regular agenda, so I'm not sorry. Um, Who else has any other commission items before we go on to calendar? Nick, could I jump in real quick on uh, just the CIP discussion? Sure, yeah. I
1: just wanted, was asked to let everybody know that the city manager's recommended CIP budget will be presented at the city commission this coming Tuesday and
0: uh, that agenda should post tomorrow. So you, you guys can check it out that way. Right. Nice. That's good to know. I think that's that's going to be too soon for us to have gone back and forth a couple of times to figure stuff out and make a recommendation. Um, so it's possible that we just missed this year, right? Um, that being said, just because a budget is set doesn't necessarily mean that those things are going to be spent on exactly the way that they're planned. So I do think there's still a value in exploring what the CIP Projects would actually mean. So, thank you, Dustin, for the clarification on timeline there. Okay. Um, In that case, I think we'll move on to calendar. Dustin, do you want to present that or shall I? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind going ahead. Okay. Sounds good. So, um, I guess I. um, I think the shared scooters thing that's shown there under August um was possibly going to be a part of this agenda um there just wasn't enough staff bandwidth to kind of get it in for this one so instead it's it's going to be for the August session and what that basically is about just kind of a brief uh, preview here is that we formed a committee for shared micromobility back in 2019 and and got a, an ordinance passed to allow scooters and bike lanes essentially um I mean it was more complicated than that but that was the just of it. So, from there, we um, got city staff and lawyers to draft a request for quote. I guess a request for qualifications to to kind of solicit any e-scooter companies that were going to operate in Lawrence. Because we knew that Via Ride was interested. There was another company called Hawk that was a bird offshoot, I think, by former KU Jayhawk, and um, I forget who else was on it. So there's there's a couple of companies that that submitted their qualifications. And I'm pretty sure we did select Bird and possibly somebody else. But um, I think then that was like a month before the whole country shut down for COVID. So not very well-timed. In the meantime, a lot of things have probably changed. So as I understand it, it's not as easy as just saying, yeah, I think we should just, you know, get Bird back on, back on board here. Um, There's going to need to be some staff time and probably quite a bit of it to make sure that everything runs smoothly. And also that coordination with downtown and, KU is done like early upfront correctly um, because KU and downtown Lawrence incorporated are going to be pretty major stakeholders in this. That's probably going to be the origin and destination of a lot of rides. On top of that, it's, it's possible that the landscape possibly changed in between 2020 and 2022. So we also need to make sure that we're fully assessing any potential evolution in kind of the, Lifecycle so assessment of these scooters. Maybe the technical specifications have changed. Maybe they're faster, more expensive. We don't really know. So there's probably going to be has, there's going to have to be some work put back into it, as well as a budget line item to basically pay for the the work to be done to facilitate this. So unfortunately, it's not not as easy as I was hoping. So that's why we're going to have a whole discussion on it. At, at this point, we're probably more realistically going to shoot for um, starting some kind of scooter pilot or full-scale rollout in spring of 2023. So that's gooders. Any questions on that? All right. Um, In terms of other agenda items, I don't think we have anything. I mean, obviously, it's not written there. Nothing is set at this point, but the study session probably is a good fit for that, um, jeez, what is it called? Walkable cities designation path, the one that you brought up
4: yeah although i was I was looking at the study session for September, which is the crossing policy. And you know I wondered if there's a reason we we need to put it off till September. You know we were really at the end of last year, you know there was a lot of discussion about it, and we were kind of waiting on some things from the uh, from well, it had to do with pavement uh, markings and pavement uh, color color um painted lanes and that kind of thing but um and we were kind of waiting on some information but i and i don't know where that's at in terms of a consultant if they're working on it but if possible i would like to see that moved back so that we actually can get some something done on this policy this year
0: so i believe if i had to guess what's going on is that it's probably contracting and legal issues Um, as you probably remember, the original contractor who was supposed to work on this, or consultant, I guess, who was supposed to work on this, negotiations negotiations broke down or something happened. Um, so even after they had developed the scope, um, it just didn't go forward. So I think that's why we were talking about this last year. And then it's taken quite a while to get the next consultant on, on board. So I would guess that's what's happening. And that's probably why Dave has, has, has pushed it back to September, just to make sure that it actually is ready to go. Um, because there, there may not be anything to show for August at this rate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Nick, I can jump in there. That Yes, we're just now getting that uh, contract executed with the, the
0: new consultant. So they're, they're just now ready to get started on it. Oh, okay. okay, That makes sense. As an engineering consultant myself, I'm pretty familiar with how long this can take sometimes. <laughs> so Okay. Sounds good. Um, any other potential things we should be thinking of for regular agenda? Or study session. I mean, at, th- at this point, I'm probably going to push ahead with that um, walkability silver rating unless there's any strong objections, but willing to hear other ideas here.
3: Sounds good to me.
0: All right. Um, it's possible that we may actually be able to see the Old West Lawrence traffic calming progress go on, um, but that would be contingent on discussions having progressed between the city and West Lawrence, which I, I think are, they're just really hard to schedule. So I think MSO is actively working on it, but it's, um it's a lot to coordinate with the neighborhood association. All right. Well, in that case, let's move on to adjournment. Do we have a motion to adjourn?
4: So moved I make a motion to, to adjourn.
0: And commissioner Kuzmiak will second that. All in favor, um, do we need to call roll or shall we just say aye?
8: We usually just do show of hands.
0: Show of hands. That's a lot of hands. But thank you, everybody, for a record-breaking short meeting. Um, enjoy the rest of your evening while it's still light outside. <laughs> See you next time.
3: Thank you. Bye. Thanks.